and thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Wolf Sports Show. Merry Christmas to everyone. I know it's the holiday season, so I'll try to get through the show quickly so that hopefully you can listen while you have, I'm sure, a lot of other stuff going on too, in addition to the games tonight, then Saturday, then Sunday, then Monday Night Football as usual. But I'm definitely a fan of this, of the NFL having games on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. This happens, of course, every so often when the holiday falls on either Saturday or Sunday. And the NFL is really associated with most of the holidays that happen around fall and winter. I've talked about it before. Of course, Halloween sometimes falls on a Monday or Sunday, Thursday, whatever. Thanksgiving, the NFL dominates. And then next year, starting an annual tradition of Black Friday games on Amazon Prime. And I wouldn't be shocked if moving forward, if, say, Christmas falls on a Friday, they add a game. The NFL, they like to do things scheduled around the holidays a bit, as is evident from the Black Friday game edition. So again, this year, fortunate for those that like the games on Christmas. One of the best days of the year already for many. And we get to get entertained by the most popular sport in the United States. And we also have an Arctic blast across much of the country, covering a lot of the middle of the country and then up the northeast, a lot of the lower parts, like New Jersey. And tonight's going to be rain for the Jets game, hosting the Jags. And then down in Baltimore, around that area, it's pretty much rain the next two days. But it's going to be cold everywhere for the action on Saturday for Christmas Eve. So it's kind of fitting. It should be fun. And before we get to all the games, quickly want to talk about how NFL Sunday Ticket, after years on DirecTV, Sunday Ticket's been around since 1994. It's going streaming now. Google and YouTube TV have come to an agreement with the NFL. It's said to be for about $2 billion per year to where YouTube TV, they'll host NFL Sunday Ticket for multiple years. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know what Sunday Ticket is. It delivers. Basically every game except for local games, so all live out-of-market games on Sunday, Sundays throughout the season, so the 1 o'clock and the 4 o'clock windows Eastern time. You can watch every game aside from your local game, which you get on your local channel, Fox, CBS. And it's interesting. It's been known for a while. The favorite was Apple. Then it looked like Amazon might get it to build on their Thursday Night Football partnership with the NFL. But then this past week, it was reported that Google was the likely favorite and they swooped in with, I guess, the best offer. And so YouTube TV will now have NFL Sunday ticket moving forward. Personally, I was hoping it'd be on Amazon. A ton of people have Amazon Prime. Prime Video just passed Netflix for the most used subscription service in the United States. So I think that would have been the best spot. Prime membership might have had to been increased slightly. Obviously, a ton of people use Prime. And I think that would have been the best spot if going to a streaming service. And we'll see how it is on YouTube TV. My one hope is that they'll hopefully do 4K. I know it'll take broadcasters like CBS and Fox to start showing or using more 4K cameras to make that work. But we seem to be going backwards in terms of 4K coverage with the NFL when more and more people are getting 4K televisions. It used to be all Thursday night football games on Fox were in 4K. Now, that hasn't been the case on Amazon. The Super Bowl on Fox wasn't 4K before. I'm not even sure if it will be this year. So they seem to be going backwards. Other networks haven't shown 4K games. Despite, there's the capability if, I think part of the issue is they know people are going to watch anyway. 
but I think in it's going to be 2023 soon. I think it's time the NFL shows more 4K games. Like college football, they have sometimes up to like a handful of games almost, I think at least three or four, many weeks throughout the season. I guess part of it is the NFL wants a consistent product through basically all the games. Like I said, just Thursday night football and some playoff games on Fox. We're in 4K in the past. But we'll see what happens, and that'd be nice if we do get more 4K games somehow, maybe with YouTube TV. But again, the broadcast companies need to get enough cameras and everything, I guess. Although I believe upscaling some feeds to 4K is also an option, which might be easier on streaming like with YouTube TV. So with that out of the way, let's get to the week 16 NFL schedule, three weeks remaining. I went on a bit there. Again, I'm going to try to get through all this quick. Hit every team. Starting with Thursday Night Football, Jaguars versus Jets. Both teams right in the playoff mix in the AFC. The Jaguars more so in the AFC South. They're a game behind the Titans, who they get to play again. They're at 6-8. and eight. The Jets are at 7-7 seven and seven after New York's tough loss to the Lions last week. Zach Wilson will make his second straight start with Mike White still not cleared from his rib injury, internal injuries early. That makes it dangerous for him to play. And Wilson showed the flashes in the loss last week to the Lions. That made him the number two pick in last year's draft. And he'll be facing the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, who's playing quarterback as bad as well as anyone right now. The past month, Jacksonville coming off the upset win over the Cowboys, comeback win, sealed by pick six in overtime by Rayshon Jenkins off a deflection. And again, expect to be rainy in New York. Could be an ugly game, but it should be a good one. I think I saw Al Michael said this in the New York Post, how when the schedule came out, he saw in December Jaguars, Jets, and he was like wondering, like, what's that about? And it did. It looked like it would be one of the worst games of the year, something they throw in there to get these teams in prime time, but they're again right in the playoff mix right now. So it should be a good one to open week 16. Then on Saturday, Christmas Eve, a lot of cold weather games. Could be pretty intense. Should be pretty low scoring. A lot of low over unders, like in the 30s this week. We'll start with Falcons-Ravens in Baltimore. Falcons lost another close game last week in Desmond Ritter's first start. To me, it kind of looked like Ritter in his first start after watching Marcus Mariota for 13 weeks. He kind of did what Mariota had to do and run around a lot, try to make plays. Couldn't get a ton going as a passer. But Tyler Algieri and Cordero Patterson, they paced a strong rushing attack. And that'll be the plan again for Arthur Smith, I would think, even against a tough Ravens defense try to keep it close and see if they can get a win and stay in the NFC South mix. And for Baltimore, it looks like Lamar Jackson's going to be out again. Likely his third straight missed game with a knee injury. Even when Jackson was in the lineup, it's just been tough to get much going through the air this season for the Ravens. I like what Tyler Huntley showed last season, but he's in a tough spot right now. The good news for Baltimore is J.K. Dobbins. He's looked good running the ball, still looking to get his long speed back. Looks like he has maybe a slight limp on long run for some reason so hopefully he can work through that down the stretch and into 2023 while coming off the torn acl from last season so the spread's kind of large here seven and a half right now in favor of baltimore but i would think it'll be a close matchup in again cold weather in baltimore the lines face the panthers also cold weather here even though it's in carolina high of low 30s lines have gone from a one and six start to now seven and seven their only loss coming to the Bills on Thanksgiving, a really close loss. So Dan Campbell, he's it looks like he has this franchise clearly on the right path, if you didn't think so, entering season. 
and it looked like that was the case from those that were paying attention. After the one and six start, I was down on lines making a playoff run after picking them in the preseason. Now, of course, I think they definitely have a shot to get in. Favor this week on the road. Defense continues since the bye. They've been flying around making plays. And they'll face a Panthers team that wants to play a similar style to some extent under interim head coach Steve Wilkes. Want to play tough, keep it close, and see if they can pull out a win. Sam Darnold's taking care of the ball, which is a positive. And they're going to want to run the ball this week in cold weather and see if they can keep it close and stay alive and set up a huge matchup against the Bucks next week after already beating Tampa Bay earlier this season. The Seahawks face the Chiefs. It's in Arrowhead. Going to be brutal weather there too. Geno Smith and the Seahawks will be without Tyler Lockett. Ken Walker seems to be at less than 100% still dealing with the ankle issue. Hopefully he's able to go after playing last Thursday night in the loss to the Niners. And this is a massive test for a young defense that's looked very promising. And these next three weeks will be huge for Geno Smith with Seattle at 7-7. Seven and seven. I mean, they've exceeded outside expectations by a pretty large margin. But they have a realistic shot to get into the postseason. But at Arrowhead, obviously a difficult task. And the Chiefs survived last week against the Texans, who have been playing people tough with the overtime win on Jack McKinnon's rushing touchdown in OT. McKinnon has four touchdowns the past two games. I thought it'd be Isaiah Pacheco, who would maybe take over and have some huge outings down the stretch, but it's been McKinnon. And now Kansas City is expected to get Michael Hardman back from injured reserve this week. So that'll be a big boost in terms of speed and explosiveness. And it could be their full complement of receivers for the first time in a bit. The Saints face the Browns. Again, really tough weather here. Maybe the toughest of the week. It's going to be extremely cold in Cleveland with the Saints coming to town. New Orleans coming off their bye was able to beat Atlanta last week to get over a bit that loss to the Bucks in week 13. Taysom Hill threw a long touchdown. And I like his involvement in the offense. Again, I've talked about that in the past, how having him involved along with Dawn gives them the best shot to win games. So it's good to see him mixing in. Alvin Kamara was more involved last week too. I think he had 21 carries, and they'll need that similar formula this week with the defense stepping up to contain Nick Chubb after being run on last week against the Falcons. Chubb is dealing with a foot issue. He missed the first two days of practice this week, but I saw he's back out there today, so he should be good to go on Saturday. Deshaun Watson still hasn't looked good. The Browns offense looked better with Jacoby Brissett under center to me. Although the defense has stepped up in recent weeks, which has been key in keeping them relatively in the playoff mix. The Texans face the Titans. As said earlier, the Texans are playing people tough right now. Almost just beat the Cowboys two weeks ago and then the Chiefs last week. Jeff Driscoll, dual threat quarterback, has been working in on the offense. That's been a boost. Defense is quietly doing a nice job against tough opponents. And they have a chance to get their second win of the season facing a Titans team that's reeling right now still. They definitely played better last week, almost beat the Chargers, gave up a late drive between Justin Herbert and Mike Williams, and a game-winning field goal late after it was tied 14-14. Ryan Tannehill toughed out an ankle injury, but it looks like he's going to miss this week, so Malik Willis is expected to start. Again, rookie quarterback who's shown some flashes despite not putting up good numbers, really, through the air. But Derrick Henry has 200 yards rushing, multiple touchdowns in four straight games against the Texans, which is crazy. So obviously that's going to be the focus for Houston. But again, not really good weather here either. In Tennessee, this is a game that profiles as one that Henry can totally take over. And hopefully the Titans defense, for their sake, it's an injured unit. Hopefully they can step up and take over the game along with Henry. 
on Saturday. The Bengals faced the Patriots. It wasn't looking good for Cincinnati in the first half last week. They were down 17-0. The defense made some adjustments, forced four turnovers, and Cincinnati just totally took over the second half against the Bucks in Tampa Bay. It's been talked about a ton on the show and on Wolfsports.com. The adjustments the Bengals have made, they're an outstanding defense in the second half of games, especially under coordinator Lou Anarumo. Patriots have struggled offensively this year, so that'll be an interesting matchup to see if the Patriots can get something going, make some adjustments against a defense that's arguably been the best in the league at adjusting this year. And I'm sure you know about the tough loss the Patriots suffered last week against the Raiders in Vegas. Looked like they had it won. Then a touchdown to Keelan Cole from the Raiders. I think it was with like 29 seconds to go. It appeared that Cole's foot was clearly out of bounds. The play stood anyway. And then the lateral from Jacoby Myers led to a touchdown from Chandler Jones that won the game in walk-off fashion when it looked like it would go to overtime. So that's really tough. Doesn't get much worse than that. And the Patriots have had two tough losses the Thanksgiving night against the Vikings. And then last week, where the officiating played a factor to me in maybe preventing wins with sort of egregious calls that I think were just plain wrong. And they're now at 7-7 seven and seven and playing three potential or likely playoff teams, Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills. So they have an uphill climb to make the playoffs at this point. But I wouldn't count out Bill Belichick's team from having a good game plan this week. And I'm curious to see how he plays Burrow for the first time. The Giants face the Vikings. I believe Minnesota is having like a whiteout type of thing. I think I saw white ends in maybe, all white uniforms. So that'll be cool on Christmas. And they're coming off the biggest comeback in NFL history, 33 points. They were down last Sunday to the Colts. In the second half, they totally went off. Patrick Peterson said at halftime they just need five touchdowns. And somebody, I think Kirk Cousins, said that he thought like he was joking. But that's actually what they needed, and they eventually won in overtime. Everyone in the first half, like on Twitter and stuff, was calling the Vikings frauds. And I have to say, I was having similar feelings watching the game. I said about, it feels like their team waiting for the other shooter drop. But to pull off that comeback, it says a lot about them. And maybe they are a special group that can overcome doubters and make a run, deep run this year. And they host a Giants team coming off a massive win. Last Sunday night against Washington, Daniel Jones again took care of the ball, made pinpoint throws to the short areas of the field, just keep drives going. Saquon Barkley stepped up and took over as he basically hinted that he needs to do. Defense made plays. It was controversial, but they made the key stop late on the final drive for Washington, trying to tie it down eight points. And Kayvon Thibodeau, rookie first-round pick, he had a tremendous night in the win and was a major difference maker. For the Giants, who are now 8-5-1 and one, and are in an excellent position for an NFC wildcard spot. And the final 1 o'clock game on Saturday, Christmas Eve. Bills at the Bears. Soldier Field going to be frigid, like, again, a lot of games. Chicago played Philadelphia tough last week. Justin Fields, again, it seems he does this almost every other week where somebody's, like, ready to sack him around his head, and he spins out and makes, like, a 50-yard run. And I wasn't extremely high on Fields coming out as, like, a top-five pick. But he has athletic ability you can't teach. And if he can improve as a passer to get more consistent there, 
the sky is obviously the limit for him. And he's basically had to carry the team. The defense stepped up, did a good job last week against the Eagles. But offensively, especially Fields has had to carry them with a ton of injuries on the roster. And they host a Bills team that got the close win over the Dolphins at home last Saturday night. The snowy conditions picked up late. It didn't seem to affect Josh Allen at all. Delivered pinpoint passes and drove for the game-winning drive. And I think Buffalo's put behind them the concerns about being able to win close games, which was talked about earlier this season. And I think Allen's shown he's one of the clutchest players in the league at this point. And he would have been in the AFC Championship game last year. Who knows what would have happened if the Bills could have held the lead with 13 seconds to go against the Chiefs. There are just two late afternoon window games on Saturday, Christmas Eve. I don't remember the last time there's only been two games in the 4 o'clock Eastern window. But three of the teams are NFC East teams. First, the Commanders. They go to San Francisco to face the Niners. So it's not going to be warm there, but they avoid the really tough weather almost everywhere else that doesn't have a dome this weekend. Again, a tough loss to the Giants. They have some beef with the officiating, which has been a problem around the league this year. But for the bright spots, Brian Robinson Jr. again ran well. Rookie first-round receiver Jahan Dotson, who I've talked about a lot as being a great pick by Washington in the draft this year despite being criticized by people that probably didn't even watch him at Penn State. He showed his ability to be a potential future star at receiver. And the defense, again, they played tough. The unit under Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. But as I look to stay in a wildcard spot in the NFC, currently at number seven seed, the final spot, they face a Niners team that's on fire. Christian McCaffrey somehow didn't make the Pro Bowl at running back in the NFC or the Pro Bowl games now, not really an actual 60-minute real game. I would think that might be a bit of a chip on his shoulder this week for somebody that always plays super hard. And I'm looking for a big game from him, along with the Niners defense gets a little bit of rest after playing last Thursday. And the number two seed is definitely in play for San Francisco as they look to leapfrog the Vikings at some point. And then at 425, one of the most highly anticipated games of the season The Eagles face the Cowboys in Dallas, although now Philadelphia will be without their superstar quarterback, and in my opinion, MVP frontrunner Jalen Hurts, who's dealing with a shoulder injury, sprained shoulder here last week in the win over the Bears and played through it. Had a bit of a slow start, a couple of interceptions, but as usual, threw pinpoint passes all over the field. Both A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith had over 100 yards. And Brown had a career high, 181 yards. So now it'll be Gardner Minshew facing a tough Cowboys defense. Coming off the loss to the Jaguars last week where they're up big and give the lead. Going to be an intense game, even without Hurts. I thought Hurts would play through the injury. And I'm sure he really wants to. And he's probably upset that the team is holding him out. I think the thought from the Eagles is they only need to win one of their final three games to clinch the top seed in the NFC. So they're resting them, and they'll go with Minshew this week in one of the NFL's biggest rivalries. Then to conclude Christmas Eve, the Raiders face the Steelers. It's in Pittsburgh. And sad news, a few days from the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, which was going to be honored, or is it's still going to be honored, on Christmas Eve night, 
the maker of the Immaculate Reception, Franco Harris, NFL legend, Hall of Famer, former Steelers running back. He passed away at the age of 72. Harris was set to be honored with his number 32 being retired at halftime, and it's sad that he passed just a few days before that. So I'm sure that'll be an emotional night for the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise and for the league, and I'm sure they'll do a nice job honoring Franco Harris on Saturday night. As for the game, both teams are 6-8, and eight, both alive for a wildcard spot in the AFC. So this is basically de facto playoff game, another game with extreme cold weather. Vegas coming off that win over the Patriots and probable win. They've been in some crazy games in recent years. We'll see if Max Crosby and Chandler Jones can get after rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett will be back in the lineup after missing week 15 due to the concussion protocol. And Mr. Trubisky, he did a nice job for the Steelers in getting a win over the Panthers. And offensively for the Raiders in this frigid weather, I would think expect a massive dose of Josh Jacobs. For Pittsburgh, they'll look to ride the home crowd. I think the same thing goes for them. Heavy dose of Najee Harris. Play to the defense. Should be a close game and see if Pickett can make some throws Deontay Johnson's got going in recent weeks. George Pickens continues to flash. We'll see if Pat Fairmuth can get more involved at tight end after he surprisingly didn't have a catch last week. And again, Mike Tomlin doesn't really finish seasons below 500, so we'll see if they can get to 7-8 and eight and see what happens over the final two weeks. And then on Christmas Day, three games. When the schedule came out, I wasn't happy at all with it, and it turns out not a great schedule. And it just so happens that we have this Arctic blast throughout the country, and the games on Christmas Day won't really benefit from that. The games are in Miami, Los Angeles, and Arizona. When I saw the schedule, I was pretty shocked. Three warm weather cities. And again, with the Arctic Blast, seems like a major missed opportunity to have wintry-like games on Christmas Day. So hopefully that changes in the future. And the NFL schedule makers keep that in mind. The potential for more cold weather games on Christmas Day. Like, for example, we had last year at Lambeau Field, the Packers hosted a game. And I think that's the mark the league should want to hit with games on Christmas, have them at places like Lambeau, New England, Philadelphia, Chicago. But the Packers, they do play again on Christmas after hosting last year, and now they go to Miami. Dolphins have lost three straight, now 8-6 and six after an 8-3 and three start, although they showed a lot in the loss to Buffalo last week. The conditions were expected to be snowy all night. They weren't, so it wasn't quite as tough. And things did get tougher in late in the game when it started snowing. But still, it was cold. Warm weather team from Florida going up to Buffalo. And they put the Bills on the ropes. Raheem Mostert ran well, especially in the first quarter. I think he had over 100 yards in quarter one. Tua Tagovailoa made throws. Jalen Waddle had a long touchdown. Showed his blazing speed. And if they can get in the postseason, they should be confident against any team, I think. But they need to take care of business against the Packers team that they themselves want to go on a run and get to 9-8 and eight and see if they can make uh, one of the final wildcard spots in the NFC. The offense looked different with Romeo Dobbs back in the lineup, rookie receiver, sort of more of a technician, gets open for Aaron Rodgers, and Dobbs complimenting Christian Watson, two rookies. That's a promising duo at receiver long-term, and both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon did plenty of damage. In the win over the Rams last week, defense made plays. And clearly, this is the best game on Christmas. Comes at 1 o'clock. Then at 4.30 Eastern Time, 
the Broncos face the Rams. Russell Wilson is back after missing last week's win while in the concussion protocol. I guess he was held out as a precaution, really. So I'm sure he's anxious to get back and play. And he's in a national window. Many people have criticized him, made fun, whatever you want to say. So I would think he wants to play really well and maybe silence some of the critics for the Rams, Baker Mayfield, in a similar situation. Again, at least a little more entertaining with the Rams claiming him. They're a third straight standalone window here. One, two weeks ago in the epic comeback against the Raiders. Lost last week against the Packers pretty handily, but they are playing hard, definitely. And maybe Aaron Donald will be able to play dealing with his ankle injury as LA looks to after being eliminated earlier than any defending champion since 1999. They'll look to get something good going and at least feel good on Christmas with a win. And then finally, Sunday night, the Bucks face the Cardinals. Tampa last week basically encapsulated what their season's been like. Just totally inconsistent. Sometimes it looks like they're going to get it together, like in the first half where the pass game got going, the connection between Tom Brady and Mike Evans got going, which has been just a bit off all year. Defense flew around and shut down the Bengals, and then things just totally came apart in the second half, and Bucks ended up getting blown out, basically. And I think now's the time to get hot and go on a run and see if they can make a run to a championship similar to what they did two years ago. And they certainly have a good matchup facing a banged up Cardinals team. Both sides of the ball really beat up. It was good to see J.J. Watt get three sacks last week against the Broncos in the loss. And we've gotten some insight on the mindset of Arizona in what's been a lost season. And a lot of it is, especially for the defense, is to sort of be selfish and just play the best you can. And that'll in turn help the team get some wins and and end the year on a good note individually and as a team. On offense for the Cardinals, Trace McSorley will make his first career start. One of the best quarterbacks in Penn State history. I thought could have gone much higher in the draft. That's pretty cool for him making his first start against Tom Brady. He was able to get their practice reps this week, I'm sure, which wasn't the case when he was thrown in there last week in relief of Colt McCoy. Again, a tough spot for him facing Tampa Bay, but I think if he can somehow get some good production, that he can surprise some people that maybe aren't that familiar with his game. And there are some pieces, again, the offensive line needs to protect him, but there are some pieces, James Conner, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Marquise Brown, where McSorley can have some success and show that he can be at least the top backup in the league after he's been the number three for the Cardinals for most of the season. Then finally, Monday Night Football, Chargers face the Colts. Indy is giving Nick Foles a shot, former Super Bowl MVP, as a starting quarterback. Tough situation for Matt Ryan. The team and the roster just wasn't as good as expected entering the season. Jonathan Taylor is now done for the year after another ankle injury, a high ankle sprain, suffered early last week. He might have made a difference when holding a 33-0 lead, which was eventually the biggest collapse in league history. But overall, despite feeling bad for Ryan, it's good to see Foles get a shot, and I still think he can play well. And we'll see what happens, but I think the Colts will come out fired up, angry about blowing the lead last week, and that'd be a good sign for Jeff Saturday. But I would think the Colts are going to blow things up. Owner Jim say will blow things up this offseason. I would be surprised if that doesn't happen. And they host the Chargers team that was able to get a tough win over the Titans. At 8-6, they're in wildcard position in the AFC right now. They have plenty of primetime experience. 
with Justin Herbert at quarterback. They have that bad taste in their mouth from the end of last season, losing the thriller to the Raiders in Week 18. They know they need to take care of business, and I expect them to be locked in on Monday night looking to get to 9-6. and six. So we'll end this week's episode of the Wolf Sports Show. Should be a fun weekend with games on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. The Arctic Blast coming throughout the country. Everyone stay warm. Enjoy the games. Have a Merry Christmas, and thank you for listening.